the Rad What's up, Prodheads? Producer Brandon here from the Rob Anybody and Don Show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Rad Podcast. You can contact me through the Rad Podcast Facebook group. All you got to do is go to Facebook in the search bar, type in Rad Podcast. Click to join if you haven't already. It's a closed group because I like to keep things judgment-free around here. You know, we talk a lot about the mumbo and the jumbo, and I'm pretty open-minded person if you uh have heard any of the episodes prior to this we've done a lot of stuff from sexuality from spirituality to everything in between um so uh, it's kind of like a safe haven for all you guys and i'm actually going to be going to the rad podcast group because i've got a couple of anonymous emails uh, from people seeking help with some addiction with kratom do you know what that is i'm about to tell you um, I got all this uh, research here, and it's a, it's kind of all the rage. I've been noticing it at smoke shops and how it's pretty much readily available as long as you're old enough to buy stuff from smoke shops. And it's actually considered to be a uh, supplement right now. It's not controlled by the FDA or anything, so who knows what manufacturers are putting in them. But something to keep in mind, um, but a, a listener is actually having some issues with their spouse who is uh, basically addicted to it. And um, so I'll get into more about that. Uh, a little bit later, but for now, I just wanted to thank again the folks at Sac Spirit, Melissa and Brent, for coming along and going out to investigate Dyer Lane. I know there was just this vested interest that I had that just could not leave me alone, and I had to I had to look into it. I'd do some more research and find out more about this infamous Dyer Lane and the hauntings around it and all the legends, the folklore that exists around it. And um, so thanks to Sac Spirit. Both Melissa and Brent came out, and Sierra Padva, who is also my hypnotherapist, she does a lot of light work. Um, she kind of is what introduced. She is what actually introduced me into the whole mumbo and jumbo world. She she's the one that really welcomed me in with open arms, and she opened my eyes to to the spiritual realm that I just had no idea about, and I was kind of a skeptic. I mean, I I didn't believe that there was anything beyond what we had. I, I, I actually leaned more towards uh, being an atheist. And I grew up with this Christian idea that there was a God and that, you know, there was Jesus was there in, in all of the teachings, but it just never really resonated with me because I know that humans get involved and this isn't a popular opinion with people that, that are, are religious, um, that, you know, human interaction and human interference changes stories along the way. So what's really true and what isn't um, is always been up for debate in my mind. Um, but when it comes to beliefs and spirituality, I'm not going to knock it. I, I, I don't know. I don't claim to know the answers, but I do believe that there is a higher power at, at work here. And I think that we're all connected in some way and that the, there's a larger purpose for us than just eating, sleeping, going to bed. That's the same thing as sleeping, eating, going to work, going to bed, you know, living the day-to-day life that just seems to be the grind. Um, the, I just believe there's more than that. And I feel like Sierra opened my eyes to that world and that th- there's, there's a deeper meaning to our existence here. And I'm still learning it, man. It's still a process. Um, I'm still a budding empath, if you will. Um, in fact, it, it, th- this whole, 
paranormal investigation thing is just the tip of the iceberg of the stuff that I'm interested in and I'm still learning about. And I, my vocabulary on it all is still in progress, um, but I just love that I'm surrounded by people like Sierra, like Sac Spirit, that continue to help me grow and we all learn from each other. It's just this great community that we've got going on here uh, at the Rad Broadcast. And also Kara, um, who actually is my, uh, she works at the Wagon Tails Dog, Doggy Daycare. That, uh, that's the place that I take my dogs, Opie and Walter, to when I need some time off from the dogs or they also need to run out. You know, I, I work a lot. So to get the ability to take them out to doggy daycare, it gives them the ability to uh, socialize with other animals. The, the people like Kara and Andrea out there at Wagon Tails, they, they kind of work and, and train with your dogs. But they don't train. They're not dog trainers. But they kind of they they treat them with all of the. Uh, you, you do you know what bothers me? And I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now because I've been doing it a lot, and I I hate that I, that it's that it's that it's just right there on the tip of my tongue all the time. It's one of these crutch words that I just cannot stand. It's kinda stop freaking saying kinda stop it. I need to write a note and put it on something in front of me. Just stop saying kinda. I'm gonna do that right now. Hold on a second. Don't kinda, kinda, kinda with circle line through it. Kinda. No kinda. Okay. <sighs> Let's see. Where was I? Oh, yes. Doggy daycare. So Kara is actually one of the empaths that came out to the Dyer Lane investigation. And uh, it was her first experience with other empaths and with other uh, during a paranormal investigation in general. Um, and so bottom line is I don't feel like we all got the best experience out of it because of the human interactions. Um, if you go back and listen to the episode, you hear that there's just cars going going back and forth. And a lot of those cars were the same ones that just decided to troll us and, and see what we were doing, maybe freak us out a little bit. It wasn't freaking me out because of, of how scary it was out in Dyer Lane, while it did feel creepy being out there at night where there's no street lights or anything, there, there's barely any uh, shoulder to the road if you've ever been out there. So you're basically running up against traffic in the, mid, in the middle of the night, in the dark, at least when we were out there, and it's just not safe. It's just not a good controlled environment to do some sort of investigation there. So it didn't turn out as well as I had thought and I had hoped, but the general consensus was just stay out. Just get out, get away from there. The, the land doesn't want you there. Whatever exists there is older than us and, and beyond our comprehension, beyond our understanding. And it's just, just something to stay away from. So, um, but my interest is still peaked in, in paranormal investigation. And I, I'm, I'm kind of starting to sweep my radar to different. There it is. I did kind of again. Did you hear that? I did kind of again. I'm going to mark that. Set it again. I am still sweeping my radar because I want to see other haunted places. So if you have any recommendations, I know I, I, there's the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, that's fine. That seems like a tourist trap to me. Uh, going up to Virginia City is something I still want to do because a lot of great stories of, of haunts up there. Um, and I don't necessarily want to go to poke the, poke the, 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 the bad spirits. I just want to know more. I want to experience this stuff. I don't want to rustle up anything or make anybody mad or, or get any, do anything harmful. It's more of just uh, the similar mission that Sac Spirit does uh, just to validate them and allow them to 
have their voices heard, whatever they need to say, whatever, because they're still here. There's something keeping them here, bonding them here. And to be able to validate that and bring some light to them, I think that that's, that's all a good thing. But I'm still fascinated with it. I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to experience the paranormal in person? I know I experience it almost every day. So to be able to go to a place like this and concentrated um, in that type of activity uh, is just something I'm still fascinated with. So Wes actually has a suggestion for me, which is similar to, uh, it's actually up in Virginia City. He says, I'm curious if you've ever been to Washoe Club up there. I'm not sure. Is the Washoe Club the one that actually exploded recently? I know that there was an explosion up in uh, Washoe County or in Virginia City. Uh, but they've been featured on the ghost, uh, one of the ghost shows here, Ghost Adventures, I believe. Um, yeah, I don't think this is the one that exploded, but... Washoe Club. I'm sure you've seen it on Ghost Adventures, considering you are really into this kind of stuff. I have. Reason I'm asking is because last year they opened up the second and third floor to the public for hour-long tours. They take you along and tell you the history of all the rooms. They even show you EVPs and pictures they have collected over the years. I believe in this stuff, and most pictures strike me as explainable, except for the one they show you. On one of the earliest tours they did, only with three people, the tour guide decides to take a selfie of one of the younger girls. It was only it was the only tour guide and her in the room. However, once looking back at the picture, you can clearly see an elderly woman with her eyes gouged out and her mouth a dark void, standing merely inches from the girl. After the picture, the girl had three distinct scratches along her back, maybe one and a half to two feet long. And one of the only pictures that truly sent shivers down my spine as I looked into it. Well, Wes, I think that... Uh, you know, this could be one of those things where it could be a parlor trick. They say that it was one of the earlier on tours that they did and there was only three people. Yeah. I mean, it could have been that experience that they said, or it could be that they're just doing that because it's part of their tour and they try to gin you up and get you, get you all freaked out. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's discredited, but I would have to see it for myself. And I, I'm with you. I feel like I'm more skeptical when it comes to photos so yeah, I would be a little skeptical about the pictures, um, but I want to I want to experience that all on my own. I, I need to be there to really give my judgment. I mean, there's a lot of these stories that you see on these ghost haunting or these ghost hunting shows, uh, paranormal investigation type of shows. You have to be there to actually. I, I, that's my feeling anyway, because I just know that there's too many production tricks that you could do that you can implement that you can put in place that would that just makes it too unrealistic to me. Because you're, that's that's what these shows are for. A lot of them, yes, they're trying to get the message out there to be a little more open-minded to the paranormal, but they're also there to get ratings, right? They, they need to get the the visuals of the things flying all over the place, the things being pushed around, the screams, the sounds, all this stuff that could be generated with video and audio effects. Um, so I, I just had to be there. And that's one of the other reasons why I'm so fascinated with the groups, uh, the guys at Sac Spirit, is they... They use all their scientific equipment, and when you're there and you're experiencing it, you know there's no frills. There's no tricks. They're not loading in anything. They're not playing any audio off of, off of their devices. It's all happening in real time. So I just have to be there to, to check it out. And now Virginia City is definitely on the list um, for me to go. Now, this next message is from Corey, although he did sign it Jesse because he just likes to hear me say Jesse in the, the, per, Herbert, the pervert voice. So, morning, Jesse. You got a question for me about the paranormal? Mm -hmm. There you go, Corey. 
it's all for you. He says, I have a question for Brando about his experience with going to hypnotherapy. I've tried a lot of different therapists and psychiatrists for some anxiety, depression, and some other things, but have never been able to find the one, uh, let's see here, find the one that really works for me. I was on an SSRI, I'll just give you a little background on what that is if you don't know what it is. It's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors are a class of drugs that are typically used as antidepressants and the treatment of major depressive disorders and anxiety disorders. The exact mechanism of the action of SSRIs are unknown. So this, uh, Corey has, has said that he's, he's been on these for a bit and he doesn't want to go back on the medication. I listened to the podcast with Sierra and I'm curious as to your thoughts on who it might help and if it would be worth it to try. Thanks for all the help that you guys give out to listeners. Well, Corey, I would actually recommend that you reach out to Sierra, sierrapodva.com. That's S-I-E-R-R-A-P-O-D-V-A.com. She does free consultations before she does any sort of hypnotherapy work with you. Um, but I absolutely think that what she does could help you. Now, you have to have an open mind going into it. But I, I do believe that the work that she does will help, uh, will help you in some way. Um, when it comes to getting off of these, these antidepressant drugs, you know, I, I will always recommend that you, you do it safely and through your doctor that you got the SSRIs through because you don't want to just quit that kind of stuff cold Turkey. I know that some of these antidepressants rewire your brain and if you just stop taking them, then it might do more damage than good. So I understand you want to get off the medication, but I do recommend that you go through your, your normal healthcare professional to make sure that you're doing it the right way. But I do think that Sierra could help you. She helps in so many different ways. It's not just, you know, with, uh, she, she helps with uh, appetites. She helps with uh, screen addiction. Uh, she helps with energy work. So if you know you're feeling down, she can just kind of help you get the flow out. There's another kind of, that's two. No more kindas. Gotta break myself of this. Uh, let's see. She, the hypnotherapy can, can help with anxiety, stress, and depression. Hey, look at that right there on the top of the list. Fears and phobias, habits, addictions, intuition, job interview and support. I know a lot of people might need that. Limiting uh, and negative beliefs of yourself or thoughts around you. Past life regression or regression therapy, um, which, you know, if you've been curious about a past life, perhaps there's a, a fear or a problem that has been recurring in your life and has carried through to the present. Past life regression is an excellent way to explore and find answers. Uh, if you need help with personal development, weight management, dentistry, I didn't know that. Let me read this. Do you feel tension or resistance about going to the dentist? Well, I do. I know that I do. Do you delay necessary care due to your anxiety? Hypnotherapy can help. Topics include controlling a strong gag reflex, giggity, treating chronic facial pain, modification of unwanted habits, such as teeth grinding. See, there's something for everybody when it comes to hypnotherapy, and there's just nothing but positive that you can get out of it. So, Corey, I would recommend going to sierrapodva.com, or you can find her on Facebook at Sierra Intuitive Integration. Write that down. I'll let you pause. Go back. Sierra Intuitive Integration, or sierrapodva.com. She does free consultations. You got to do a free consultation anyway, because... You need to figure out if it's for you. She needs to get a feel for you. You need to get a feel for her. Uh, obviously, don't feel her. You can't actually touch her. There's no touching involved. This isn't a massage. So go in there, set up an appointment with her, check it out. I, I honestly think that it, it would help you, Corey. So 
Get on in there, Corey. Mm. Oh, okay, so as I uh, go through these um, these messages, I, I, I do get a lot of these questions a lot, and a lot of these questions a lot. Really, Brandon? Come on now. See, this is more of a, a critique on myself, because I'm flying solo, right? So I, I, I get to nitpick at my own language, because all I'm doing is just criticizing every word I say as soon as I say it, and I know I'm not going to say kinda again, but I probably will. Uh, but as I go through these emails, I get a lot of message uh, messages asking what we listen to, uh, aside from the broadcast or the rad radio show. I mean, I got to be honest; I don't listen back to these. Whenever I, I I put these together, I listen to them one more time just to make sure they're all tightened up and and ready to go for broadcast. But I don't sit around and go and listen to my past episodes because I've lived it; I've done it. I don't need to do it again. And I, and I'll do what I'm doing exactly here. I'm, I'll mark off. How many times I say stupid crutch words and it'll drive me crazy because I'm the most overly critical person of myself. Hey, maybe I should go see Sierra, get some hypnotherapy on that. Maybe it's my anxiety that I got to work on there, huh? But Brian has a question about uh, the podcast that we listen to. He says, do you listen to any podcasts? And if so, which ones are your favorites? I'm super into paranormal and true crime podcasts, but I'm also interested in expanding my horizons. Well, if you're into the paranormal, the mumbo jumbo and the true crime stuff, actually, I, I, I'm not going to help you there too much on the true crime. Never got onto the my favorite murder, whatever uh, that is. I never got into the true crime stuff. I, I, I just not really interested in I would rather watch a documentary on that stuff. I don't know if it's because I'm more of a visual person, but just never got into the true crime stuff. It just never grabbed me. Um, but I, I'm really into the mind expanding type of stuff like Mysterious Universe is one of the big ones that I always go back to just because it's super entertaining. And and the two guys are from Australia. They do a, a podcast every week. Um, they also have like this plus edition so you can do, you know, expanded versions of their episodes. Um, but Mysterious Universe brings you the latest news and podcasts covering the strange, extraordinary, weird, wonderful and everything in between. Uh, they strive to maintain a balance of healthy skepticism and entertainment never losing their sense of humor and they 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 seem like they're really fun guys that you want to hang out with and they kind of have us there it is kind of that's three and they have this attitude and way of storytelling similar to the rad radio show so it was easy and palatable for me to pick up um and i absolutely love it so that's one that you could absolutely you could go to right away. Pick up any episode. You don't have to start from the beginning or anything. They've got multiple seasons out. They've been doing it since 2006, so they got plenty of content there for you. Uh, but I also go to the Joe Rogan podcast just because he hits so many wide varieties of topics, and he always seems to make them very interesting. From the MMA stuff to spirituality to drugs to lifestyle to entertainment. To comedy because he is a stand-up comedian after all and he does have guests that are super interesting all the time in fact one of my favorite episodes was last year when he uh, interviewed uh, elon musk from tesla and spacex and i just i was fascinated by elon musk and i feel like this is at that peak of time where elon musk was kind of going crazy he, he was a little bit unhinged he didn't really uh he was going against the status quo and a lot of things so he's making a lot of news he was trolling Twitter and doing all this other stuff. And then he just decides to go on the Joe Rogan podcast and talk about tunneling in Los, Los Angeles and space and his not flamethrower, all this really interesting stuff. And I just wanted to know how this guy ticks because Joe Rogan is one of those guys that I feel like I just wish I, I knew. 
I wish I knew all of the, the, the things that he knows so that I could live a more productive lifestyle. And cause I see people like those guys that just do things above and beyond what I can even conceive doing and they pull it off. And so I, I visualize this type of lifestyle and I, I want to get there somehow, someday, maybe I'll grow up to be a, a little Joe Rogan someday. But until then, I just enjoy their podcasts. And uh, Elon Musk is one of those guys I just was really fascinated to see uh, how he ticks and, and what makes him work as hard as he does and how he does it. And they're just like you and me. They just have this weird, I don't know, upgrade or software patch in their brain that just makes them a little bit more advanced. I don't know what it is, but Joe Rogan's one that I go to. And I've actually gotten into Russell Brand lately. Um, Russell Brand was one of those guys that, you know, when he started out, he was kind of making kind of, there's another one. He was making just some really campy comedy movies that didn't really stand out too much. And he was almost a joke, a parody of himself, you know, get him to the Greek forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is actually a really great movie. Um, Arthur, which was a remake and that wasn't any good, but he did some stand-up comedy too, and he's a recovering addict. He's he's very open about all this stuff, um, but he's turned this corner into this whole spirituality realm of opening your mind, expanding your consciousness. He, he's more mindful of all this stuff, and he's basically a hippie, right? But he's got really great advice on on finding redemption, dealing with lust, uh, being in toxic relationships. Really, he he. If you just follow him on. YouTube or Instagram, just look for Russell Brand. He's got some really insightful stuff to say. It's almost like he's woke now, and he actually has helped me throughout some stuff, just in in random posts that have been so relatable, that have helped me seek some truth and some happiness and maybe some redemption in myself, because we're not all perfect. We're all trying to get by. He helps give you some tools there, And, and Russell Brand is one of those guys that I feel like He's, he's, he's woke. Right. And then there's, uh, Ro- uh, not Robin Williams, but Jim Carrey is another one of those guys, just complete wacko seems to be, uh, on the surface level, especially compared to everybody else in Hollywood. He, he's just kind of, there's another one. He's just out there. It almost like he, he went out to the, uh, to nature and, and said, fuck the world. I'm going to take some hallucinogens and I'm going to expand my mind. It's, I think that's what he did. He went out into nature and just secluded himself and he came out and he's now an artist and he he's got nothing but great inspirational things to say um unless you think he's a he's a psychopath but he's another one that i like to follow on social media but he doesn't have a podcast not yet that would be a great podcast though right jim carrey podcast um (laughs) another funny one that i actually found recently was uh the rod and burgundy podcast i thought that i thought that was a pretty good idea i mean you're gonna take a character like rod ron burgundy from anchorman Turn it into a podcast. It's perfect. Everybody loves Ron Bur. I mean, if you love Inkerman, you love Ron Burgundy. So to get a little bit more, a little little taste of it, and he's doing uh, interviews with funny people, and I, I really find that entertaining. That's not necessarily paranormal or true crime there, Brian, but I, I think that that's another one you might want to check out just for some lighter reading or lighter listening. So there you go. Moving on to Kratom. Now, uh, before I get to the listener's letter... I wanted to kind of spell out what it is, why it's all the rage, why uh, why this natural stu- supplement can actually be dangerous, uh, according to the government. Uh, but the kratom actually happens to be from a tropical 
evergreen tree. Kratom is the most recent opioid-like drug that U.S. regulators have uh, had to contend with. But you may not know much or even anything at all about this plant extract. Uh, so what is Kratom? Kratom is essentially an extract of Korth tree leaves. People in the trees, uh, native Southeast Asia, would traditionally chew on them. But today, most preparations involve drying and pulverizing them into powder. And that powder can be taken straight or put into a capsule. It apparently has quite a bitter taste. Though some people also brew the dried leaves into a tea. And that's where I've seen, uh, how I've seen the, the kratom. And I see them mostly in smoke shops. That's, that's the only place I've seen them. I haven't seen kratom at the, uh, at like the, the health food stores or the CVSs or whatever. I don't see them there. But, um, and I've talked to a couple of people behind the desk. I asked them, and, and I've gotten a mixed reaction. One guy said, it's great. It's, it's perfect for get it, helping get off of opioids because it, it allows you to wean off the opioids um, and you take the, the kratom because it's all natural, quote unquote. You don't have the same negative effects. It doesn't damage your liver as much as the opioids do. Um, but because they have that element of addiction to or that opioid uh, stimulation or feeling, that you get from it. The, uh, the other clerk that I've asked before said, don't touch it. I've seen people get, get too caught up in it and they don't want to do it anymore or that they, they just seen people go into dark spaces with it. Right. So this, that's kind of where we're going to go. Kind of that, that's six times people that at least I've caught. The letter writer uh, seems to be dealing with some of these ill effects from Kratom. So before we get to that a little more on, what it is and why it's so bad. Not many people have studied exactly which ingredients in Kratom provided its purported pain-relieving and psychoactive effects, but two of the alkaloids it contains have an opioid-like interaction with receptors in the human brain. Right now, Kratom is classified as a supplement in the U.S., which, which means it's not regulated by the FDA. A few states have outlawed it, and it's on the Drug Enforcement Agency's drug concern list, but any pills or powders you might see in a gas station or online are totally unvetted. So you don't know what the manufacturer's putting in that stuff. It could be cutting it with anything. You hear about these fentanyl deals that are going, they're, they're actually mailing in fentanyl from China, and then they're cutting it with stuff so they could sell it, sell more of it for less. Putting crap in it. It's killing people. It's a big problem. But why do people use it? Kratom, that is. People in Thailand and Malaysia have used the leaves for many years as everything from an energy booster to an anti-diarrheal, but they've also used it to curb pain and to treat drug dependencies. The latter uses are closer to how many Kratom advocates in the U.S. and Europe regard the leaves, though the FDA, DEA, and HHS have all considered whether Kratom should be outlawed. It's still very much legal at the national level in America. And many people now take it to treat various medical problems. One advocate says she swallows kratom power daily, powder, to ameliorate. That's a great word. Ameliorate her endometriosis pain. While another said she used it to cure her opioid addiction. One study of kratom users in the U.S. found that 68% took it to treat some kind of pain, while 66% 66.5% use it to treat an emotional or mental condition like anxiety or PTSD. Some researchers are now investigating these purported therapeutic uses as Kratom is becoming more popular and opioid overdoses are, are climbing. Number one killer 
above uh, car crashes now in the U.S. They haven't made much headway yet, so it's unclear whether any of these benefits are more than the placebo effect. So is it dangerous? The DEA was going to make Kratom a Schedule One drug alongside marijuana and heroin back in 2016. Then a huge backlash from advocacy groups and the House of Representatives changed that. Since then, the FDA has warned of potentially dangerous heavy metal contamination in Kratom supplements and advised that consumers avoid taking the drug as it could be addictive. A recent CDC report also found that unintentional drug overdoses included Kratom involving Kratom were becoming more common. Although of the 27,338 overdoses in the study, only 152 had detectable Kratom, and Kratom was determined the cause of death in just 91 cases. Still a lot of people. Most of the, most of the other overdoses had co-occurring substances like fentanyl or heroin. So it's not just, they're just using it alongside, and I don't know if it's like a buffer. I've never, I've never taken it, and I've never taken heroin or or fentanyl before, but it, maybe it acts as like a buffer to kind of keep you going from, from one fix to the next. I don't know. Advocates for Kratom argue that there simply isn't enough evidence to say for sure whether it's, ad, whether it's addictive. And it's worth noting that addictive potential isn't the only criteria for scheduling a drug. Most notably, Schedule 1 substance, substances rather, are supposed to lack medical uses. So should Kratom prove a good treatment for opioid dependency, it could become a legitimate pharmacological agent. But while Kratom's inherent benefits and dangers are still unknown, its status as a supplement mean that no agency has the power to regulate it. That means manufacturers could be selling you products contaminated by dangerous substances due to lack of quality control, or even supplements intentionally laced with other materials to make them seem effective. Regular users have banded together in a private Facebook group. Of course they did. In order to test particle or particular manufacturers for safety uh, for precisely this reason, folks who take Kratom pills daily are rightfully worried about even small traces of other chemicals that manufacturers might have slipped in, intentionally or otherwise. Like any substance you put into your body that's not regulated by an agency, know that you're buying and ingesting Kratom at your own peril. And if you feel supplement is right for you, do your research to try to buy them from reputable sources. So with all of that said, I don't know if Kratom is, is all that great. But I do know that if, there, if there's some sort of natural way to help people get off of opioids, that this could be the answer. So we can't have anything nice in this country, really. I mean, there's people that are going to abuse this stuff because it gives you that high. It's easier, it's easily accessible, more easy to get than opioids, but it gives you that effect, so people are going to abuse them, right? So that leads me to this uh, message from Anonymous. She says, my husband has been struggling big time with Kratom addiction. 33 grams per day to be exact, 10 grams in the morning, 10 grams in the afternoon, and 13 in the evening. I don't know how that's dosed out. I've never take, taken it before, but it sounds like a lot to me. Three doses per day. He started Kratom because he wasn't getting enough pain relief from Tramadol, another big pain medication. In fact, I, I've given that to my dogs before, and it drugs them up. And eventually started increasing the Kratom intake and got completely off Tramadol. That's good, but you supplemented it with the Kratom. Now that he's been off Tramadol since September and October... Uh, the Kratom has completely taken over his life. 
He's lost his job for the county in late January, ultimately losing health care for him, myself, and our two children. His motivation has been at an all-time low, and he hasn't even put in a single job application since he's since being der- terminated. He's been slowly decreasing the Kratom, but the motivation issue hasn't improved at all. We're currently surviving off my income alone, raising two children with no health coverage, and I don't know what to do to help him. I feel like I'm partially to blame since I've always been the one to update his resume and complete applications for him in the past. As of today, I'm holding him accountable for his own resume and job applications, but there's been no progress since January. And this is now May, mid-May. When we got together seven years ago, he was so motivated, self-sufficient, and prided himself on being a provider. The man he is today isn't the man I married, and I don't know what else I could possibly do to help him. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's basically the end of the Please help me help my family. Uh, and then there's a quick update that, that she sent over, anonymous sent over, saying, I just ordered Rob's concoction on Amazon with a delivery of today, which this was sent a couple of days ago. Hoping that will help the motivation energy aspect. Fingers crossed. Worth a try. So, Anonymous, uh, I'm glad that you're giving the tough love. You're holding him accountable for his own resume and job applications. But since there's been no progress since January, I feel like he is just being complacent. He's taking advantage of the fact that you're kind of... Take another one. Seven. That you are taking the lead. You're providing. You're, you're doing everything that, that he wanted to do, that he needed to do, but I feel like he's given up. Maybe not on you, maybe not on your family, but he's definitely given up on himself. He would much rather feel the escape that you get from any sort of the, any one of these drugs. And I think that because Kratom is, is considered a supplement, you can buy it at a smoke shop, you can buy it at a, at a vitamin store or whatever, online, it's available online, that it's okay. But... If you're using it for the wrong reasons to escape, then the problem is still always going to exist there for him until he addresses it himself. Now, what can you do? I mean, the tough love thing, I think, is where you're at now. And I feel like you, you've already started to give it to him by holding him accountable for his own resume and job applications. But because he hasn't gotten anything or, or done anything with that, then he might need a little bit more tough love. I'm trying to think of uh, anything that he could do to wean himself off or, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this Rob's concoction might help him so that he doesn't necessarily have to take those any, the Kratom anymore, but because it's one of those addictive type of supplements, and I'm saying supplements because it's not a drug yet, they're not classifying it that way, that he's just going to continue to take them because he quote unquote thinks it's okay that it's legal, but it's ruining his, it's ruining your guys's relationship and it's, it's ruining the, his livelihood. He's not able to provide for you. Like he's prided over. He, he, he's not self-sufficient anymore. So I, I would throw out the, the easy answers of, you know, maybe he needs some counseling to dig down and find out what those issues are that he's trying to mask. What were the reasons why he was taking the pain, the tramadol in the first place too? What did he did he have an injury and he just got addicted to it, or did he just have access to it because it felt good? I mean, there, there's so many reasons why you want to get off of that stuff and not be dependent on it. But until he's ready to do that on his own, 
he's got he's got to find that reason. And I, I hope that he finds it in you and, and in your family. Uh, you mentioned that you got Rob's concoction. That that could be a, a good booster for him. It might give him the energy that he needs. And he might realize that with that combination of 1,000 milligrams of L-lysine, 1,000 milligrams of L-arginine, 800 uh, micrograms of folic acid or 50 milligrams of zinc. That's Rob's concoction. You can find it at ridradio.com. Uh, it's supposed to boost your energy, and, and that might supplement that. It might give him that boost that he needs to go, you know what? I don't need the kratom. I don't need that to feel good. I would rather have the natural high, the natural energy that I get. And you're so much more productive. I've been taking this this Rob's concoction thing now for almost a week and a half. And I got to tell you, my energy levels have have risen so much. I'm drinking less coffee in the morning, and I was a habitual coffee drinker. And I like the escape. I like the feeling that you get from from a caffeine rush. I'm not. I'm, I don't like to get high all the time anymore. It's after I took my week off of drinking. I would rather have more of a clear head. I don't like when I get drunk. I, I don't feel right. I don't feel good. I know I'm gonna feel like shit the next day, and it makes you feel like shit in the mor- in the moment. Like I feel like now because I've kind of I've lived with a year of clarity. I, I noted that kind of. That's that's eight now. With that clarity that I had after the year that I took off of drinking, it it just showed me a different side of myself that I that I forgot about. You kind of get there's another one. You get back to the roots of you of who you are, and you you find your purpose. And so I hope that your husband can find his purpose. And and maybe do you do you feel comfortable enough playing this back to him? Maybe hearing you say these words. Maybe. You, him hearing me read your words will resonate with him. And maybe the positive reinforcement that's that you're, you're there for him. You're, you love him. You want him to be the, the self-sufficient motivated man that he was. And how can you help him get back there? And I think you're already getting there. I think that by, by giving a little bit, a little tough, tough love, looking for other solutions, more natural solutions, while some may think that Kratom is natural, I think that it could do a lot more harm than good move, uh, moving on, moving forward. It's just, it's not a, it's not a safe thing. It's not, it's not something that that's supposed to be taken on long term. It's supposed to be a natural remedy or a natural herb that helps you get off of that nasty shit, the opiates and the fentanyl, all that stuff. But I hope that helps. I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know if I helped at all, but I hope that, that gives you a direction to go into. Um, and maybe like, uh, Corey was asking earlier, he was, he was looking to get off of, uh, antidepressants. And this is a little bit different than antidepressants, but it's still an addiction. Maybe offer up a, uh, consultation with Sierra. See if hypnotherapy is, is something that might help him open his eyes to what else is waiting for him. That's just my two cents. I actually had a, a follow-up from Audrey she actually, uh, she has some experience in Kratom and I'm going to read her, her mail, her, her message here first. But, uh, when we started promoting this episode of the podcast, it, it, it almost elicited a little bit of a reaction from some people, but I think Audrey says it best. So I'm going to read her message. She says, I've been listening to your show since I was a little thing and would commute with my dad to work. I now listen every day when I commute to work myself and it makes the hour long commute fly by. I heard an email you guys briefly covered this morning regarding a wife having issues with her husband's Kratom use and lack of motivation. 
I just wanted to say I've been a Kratom distributor for years. And yes, dependence can occur and taking large amounts can be very relaxing, possibly explaining his lack of motivation. However, through my years in the industry, I've seen so many people's lives changed. Our biggest demographics are middle-aged, working-class individuals who suffer from pain and laborious jobs and chronically ill patients who either don't wish to be on opiates or whose doctors have cut them off, and they have called us in tears and in hope Kratom could help them. It truly is a great plant for so many people, so I just wanted to clear any stigma on that aspect as it seemed you guys hadn't heard much of it before. As for the emailer's husband... I recommend cutting down and weaning off. It won't hurt him, other than maybe feeling a little run down, much like coming off of caffeine. Maybe do it over a long weekend or another time when rest and recovery is available. As with anything, though, he will have to be the one who decides to stop using it or to cut down. In lower amounts, Kratom is more stimulating. I myself use it in place of caffeine since I cannot tolerate anything else. I hope together they can get through this hurdle, and to him, stay hydrated, rest, and within a few days, you will be fine. I have quit taking it many times throughout the years when I wasn't in need of it and never had any ill effects. Best of luck, Audrey. Thank you, Audrey. And I think that might be a little reassuring to uh, the anonymous writer, and maybe the the husband will, will listen to this and will hear your words and we'll be able to make those positive changes. And maybe, you know, moderation is key for him. Just a little bit at a time. You don't need it all the time. You don't need such high doses, multiple doses a day. Just uh, take Audrey's and my advice. Try that. Well, I think I'm actually going to save this last letter for next time. Because I think I'm going to need some help from some people. Uh, it's about... Uh, the, the, the subject line is sex question. And it starts out with dear almighty sex gods... Well, I don't feel like I am, I am well prepared to answer this question on my own. So I'm going to save this letter uh, for the next time. But it, they, they want to start opening up their bedroom to have a threesome. And they want to know which route to go, uh, where they can find the clean people, or if it's just worth keeping in a fantasy. So I'll cover that next time on the Rad Podcast. Uh, if you have any thoughts or uh, anything you wanted to add to this week's episode, I'll, I'll cover it in the next week. You can write me at brandon at radradio.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N at radradio.com. Or you can connect with us on the Rad Podcast group. All you got to do is go to the Facebook search bar, type in Rad Podcast, click the join if you haven't already, and start interacting. And play nice out there because uh, it's a judgment-free zone. And if you start causing trouble, I'll kick you out or I'll ban you or whatever. I won't ban you. I'll just kick you out. And uh, we'll just keep it a safe space for everybody, all right? Until then, namaste, bitches. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast.